Hello, you've made it to part two of my conversation with Malachi. That sounded really funny, but really, I am super grateful if you've actually made your way to the second part of this conversation. Malachi was a great person to talk to, and we went on for, honestly, I think the longest I have gone in my podcasting history. It was fun. He had a lot of things to say. And I was really happy to be able to have an outlet for him to come on and just share a ton of things with me. And I'm really happy that you guys are here for part two of my conversation with Malachi. I hope you enjoyed the first one. And I'm assuming you did if you made it this far. So once again, thank you so much for being a listener to this podcast. I really appreciate it. So without further ado, this is part two of my conversation with Malachi. Please enjoy. to be in a band like I, I was in a couple of bands like long time ago. I'm talking like maybe like 10 years ago and I've, I've talked about it on here before I, I used to be in a hardcore band used to front it um, that was fun but then I quit that and then I started a band with some other friends we did like a it was like a pop punk band it was like a straight up it was like a four year strong rip off band like I played the keyboards that's what I'm talking about I love four year strong growing up there's a bunch of that's like a random thing. Like people always will be like, what's it's like your top five favorite bands. I'm like, Oh, I love like mad ball. And I love like negative approach and agnostic front and like all these punk bands. I'll be like Reagan youth. Yeah. 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 And say anything. And everyone's like, what? Say anything. I'm like, oh, I love that band. <laughs> it's just random stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. You gotta have, you gotta mix it up. Not it. I don't care what anyone says. If anyone's like, I only listen to beat down and heavy music all day long. And you're like, you're lying, dude. I know you go home and listen to like, I don't know, Backstreet Boys or some shit. It's nostalgic. You listen to it when you're a little kid. Like, There's no way that that doesn't pop up on the radio because your, your phone died or something and you don't like turn it up. Like Taylor Swift, man, like Taylor Swift comes up. I'm cranking it up. I'm like, someday. Oh, but you know, like I get all excited. <laughs> I remember when that song was popping. Like, for sure. <laughs> there's no way you can't like you can't be about that, you know? Yeah, I I, I was Spotify, and they do like you know like your daily mixes or whatever, and they curate this list. Oh, I'm, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now because I want to see who they put on today but it's like my daily mix and it's like music that i like vaguely remember because i was too young to really know what music was but it has like people on like ace of bass aqua real mccoy dr bombay vanga boys just stuff like that like i just love Hell listening yeah. to you gotta i mean you gotta have fun music isn't like it's not about constantly being pissed off all the time i mean People forget that in hardcore, I know, and it's it's not cool sometimes to, like, wear pink, I guess, or something. I remember when I was younger, I'd wear pink, 
Uh-huh. Like everyone would make fun of me for it, and that was around the time when like it was still acceptable to say a lot of the a lot of the words that we don't say these days. Okay, which rightfully so. Yeah, but, you know, I'd be cool wearing like Vans and like a pink T-shirt and I don't know plaid pants with a mohawk or something, and like oh dude, I did not. I did not uh, hear the end of that one in the hallways. I didn't mind it. I kind of did it for a reason. I wanted to piss those kids off and like challenge what they thought I should wear. That was always the thing I enjoyed growing up. I liked coming into class with a mohawk because it pissed my teacher off. And they said we couldn't color our hair, so I had a mohawk, you know, something like that. So things like that, I think it's cool now. I think it's even better now when people are like, you can only listen to this heavy music. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to Blink-182 just because you don't like it. I do, you know? <laughs> it's, I just I hate when people are too serious, like take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, definitely get that. Um, one last thing on Lead Dream, the last song on the EP, uh, 10 to 12. Yeah. Uh, is there a meaning behind that uh, name? Absolutely. 10 to 12 years. I have a few friends that did like a dime and uh, they all, they all got fucked over over someone talking about it. Someone who heard about it, who talked about it, that person talked about it. And then eventually the cops heard about it or, you know, there was, I actually wrote that song at a period. I won't get too into details, but I was dealing with some stuff uh, legally and part of it had to do with people talking about it. Like, posting about it and shit like that so i i had a very large chip on my shoulder when i wrote it just about i was tired of hearing about my friends getting in trouble for shit i was tired of hearing stories from older friends i have like especially like me like i'm a skin so you meet a lot of older dudes who've been skins for years a lot of those dudes especially in the culture it's like you know, it could be rough if it's a real thing. If it's not like a cosplay, I'm going to wear the shit and post my daily outfit online. If you're living that life, like, you know, sometimes things happen. And uh, it's hard. You know, it's hard to make ends meet. Some people get persuaded to rob some shit or something like that. And then something happens when they're doing, like, 10 years. So you're like, fuck, dude. Like, it gets you get tired of, like, hearing about that about your friends. You get sad hearing about your friends who, like, you cherish in trouble for something that's not even that big of a deal, but based off of what the law had, whatever law that I didn't get to vote on, or most of us didn't get to vote on the laws that were created decades ago, you know, they're doing time for people are doing time still for like weed, weed's legal in most States. So I don't understand why people are still serving time over it. So shit like that, things that like we don't consider an issue, we don't consider bad, but then people are doing large amounts of like their life. They're just wasting time in there. So that's where 10 to 12 came from. Um, and it's, uh, I try very hard with my dream not to be too, I would more like to talk about like social issues, like with specific displacement, it was talking about gentrification and the problems we have, like, especially in Santa Cruz in the Bay area where we have like, 10 cities that pop up overnight people who obviously need help with like mental health they need these things that like supposedly our taxes are going for and then we're getting parking tickets 
people who have lived here forever, like, can't afford to live here anymore. That's what happened to, like, my mom when I was very young, like, probably, like, six or seven. So, like, you have all this shit going on. And the things that you really see people struggling with, like, in the community, it's not getting any help. Like, then what the fuck are we paying for? Because you've been fixing the same road for over five years. Like, I don't care about if that road's chunky. I care about the fact that there's people ODing and shit. There's people who have like mental like mental health problems like they have like schizophrenia all the bipolar disorder and all this stuff these like serious problems and they're not getting any help and they're actually defunding the programs like they they took away funding for the homeless shelter around here a few years ago and then they're like why is there so many 10 cities popping up it's like i don't know because you took away funding for the homeless shelter that maybe that's why i don't know it seems pretty like a simple concept to me but Sometimes I think I'm crazy because things that I think that are simple, like I see in the paper, like online on news, like people like struggling to comprehend why this is going on. Like, well, it's pretty simple if you look at it. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes I, I wish I just had like a magic wand and I could take care of like these like major issues that aren't like being properly addressed. I wish you had that wand too. If I had that wand, I'd be fucking around too much with it. But I feel like you might have a good head on your shoulders. I trust that you'd fix that one for us. You know, <laughs> if I had that wand, I'd be like, be like, all right, I'm gonna fix this, but I'm also gonna like, I don't know, give this dog wings because I want to see what it looks like. Like, so one last thing on 10 to 12 um that voicemail at the end so that that was like a real voicemail like to you or to like one of your friends yeah uh that was a real voicemail i had to cut uh specific names out of it Mm -hmm. at the urging of a lot of my friends but that's that's a real one i can say that 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 one was funny too because i had like four of them that i had to choose from i was like all right (laughs) this one sounds cool like so yeah, because uh, uh, like ending the EP that way, I was like, "Damn, did this shit's like real?" That yeah, I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not a mean person. I'm not like a, a badass or a tough guy. Like, mm-hmm. I I try to be welcoming and nice to everybody. Like, I try to have a smile on my face, you know, and like be kind and helpful to everybody. But I, I grew up in ways that were hard, and like I've been. And like, you know, you grow around, you grow up in these situations, you get into these situations and like, I don't blame anyone for them, but I blame certain things. Like when we talk about Pacific displacement or like a friend of mine going to jail over some bullshit because like people talked about it, like why that's not your business. Don't talk. You know what I mean? So like all the stuff that I talk about is very real to me. I think sometimes I get upset because I'll hear these bands where like they're talking about crazy shit, like they're shooting like carrying straps and blah 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 blah, and like these bad areas, and they're like, yeah, like we're living in these bad areas and stuff, and like let's talk about it. I was like, motherfucker, there's no way you're gonna be glorifying this shit like you did this if you actually did it. You know what I mean? Like, don't incriminate yourself, and also don't like. That's like gentrification. You know, people are like, oh, rent prices are so high. And we're forcing people out. We moved another coffee shop in. 
and then that you go into like hardcore and like, I'm not saying don't express yourself, but don't like, don't front something you don't know. If you're going to do that, like you might as well just do like a Dungeons and Dragons band, which I will fucking listen to. I think it'll be sick, but I, I don't, that's the same thing as if you're talking about dragons and like unicorns in your song to me, at least it's fantasy. Yeah. And if I'm going to listen to something, talk about something real, this stuff's very real to me. So it's almost offensive when like you talk to someone and they're like, yeah, yeah. Like I live here, but we sing about here. You're like, what the fuck? Like, dude, let those people sing about it. Like, that's not your place to talk about like their life, you know? So uh, sorry if I get a little little gung ho about that. That stuff just bothers me a little bit. I'm not going to like tell someone not to do it their way. That's their music. That's their choice. I'm not going to like have a personal issue with them, but if they come at me sideways about it, with my opinion over people doing it, then like, then yeah, I guess I have an issue, but that's, uh, that's neither here or there. That's just more or less how I feel about it, especially with my dream. The thing's hitting very close to home for me. You know, I've gone through a lot of it. Like, SSRI, I had to go through that shit. Like, I had to go through suicidal thoughts and depression. I had to have friends get locked up. I had to go to court over dumb shit. I had to, you know, I have to have family members who have been homeless, you know, and you try to help them out, but how much can you do when you're struggling to make it by? So you have, like, a a sibling on the street struggling with depression, struggling with addiction, um, which I will be talking about in the next Led Dream album. Like, you have shit like that going on, and then you have someone capitalizing off your pain because it sounds cool. And so I, it doesn't, it's not one of those things where I'm like, they shouldn't do that. It's more like they should be aware and at least make it like, there should be a disclaimer. You know how there's like parental advisory? Yeah. It should say cosplay. Like just right under there. And then like, I would understand it. But like, this speaks to me. You get what I'm talking about. But like, it sucks when you meet someone, you're like, yo, dude, that song meant a lot to me, man. Like I've been through that. And they're like, oh yeah. Like a friend of a friend of a friend went through that. I'm like, you motherfucker. I can't even talk to you about this song. Damn it. Like, yeah. It's like, you so, can't really like relate or they can't relate to you because it's like something that they didn't even get to experience firsthand. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing when we were talking about don't meet your heroes, like very early on in the conversation, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel. Like if I hear a heavy band now, I don't want to know if they're like, if they're actually about it or not. You know what I mean? I just want to like be like, oh, this band's cool. You know, like, and it's 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 wild to me. Like I don't want to. If you're if you're about something you're singing about, that's cool. If not, I just don't want to know about it because then it'll ruin the song for me. And I'll have to fucking skip it every time it comes up. And it was something I was like jamming out to. Like hell yeah, like. That's kind of one of those things we were talking about where you're like, oh man, this fool's wearing like khakis and shit. That's like, but not even like, he's like wearing like, he's going to his office job and like he watched a documentary on like being homeless and he's like, I'm going to write about this. Fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it happens. No, not for sure. Like, I, I, I've definitely gotten my feelings hurt doing this podcast. Oh, just from meeting people? Uh, well, just um, just like interactions with people behind the scenes and just 
it not going over so well. So, uh, and I've definitely had to learn to grow with this thing. And it's just like, just a, a part of it. Like not everything's going to be uh, super happy and, you know, great conversations and new friendships, um, which sucks. Oh, but well, and I are friends now. We've talked for an hour. Like but, next time I see you, you better expect a hug. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I definitely get like where you're coming from because like, yeah, that, that's just something that I had to learn. That's like just a part of what I'm doing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I'm not, like I said earlier, like I'm not going to talk shit on a band publicly. I'm not going to talk shit like on their music. Like if a, a friend of mine who knows me personally wants to ask me my opinion and like, if not everyone's going to hear it. Like, I'll even say the same thing. I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Like they're cool. You know, I like their music. If they're not about it, they're not about it. And that's their, that's their burden because they're living a lie. However, I think part of that, the reason it's mainly bugged me is I see a lot of times on like Twitter and Facebook and like this, almost this like peacocking of like bands, like what's up motherfuckers were the hardest here. And I'm like, I'm sick of that, man. I don't want to see that shit. Like, I want to see a meme. I want to see a corgi in a hot dog outfit or something. Like, I'm tired of everyone being internet gangsters. Like, I want to have fun. And yeah. so, like, that shit just gets, it gets stale to me. It gets played out because not, I see people who are like, you can't be into hardcore if you have money. Or you can't be into hardcore if you, everyone can be into hardcore. We're all pissed off about something. We all have issues, no matter what. Like, we all enjoy them. Even if we don't, like, they're here enjoying the music. They're supporting the scene. They're here to have fun. They're here to be a part of this. And I believe everyone should have that unless you're like, you know, making it harder for others. If you're racist, if you're like homophobic, if you're doing stuff like that, making someone else feel alienated, then you're the problem. You got to go. But it, unless it's that, I'm not going to talk shit and be like, yo, fuck. even the dude, like the bands that I'm not, saying I have any in mind per se I'm not gonna like openly say that shit cause there's no point in that but you know you see uh, even them they have their place in hardcore they're a part of it they're making music that's more than a lot of people can do you know so like whatever they're doing that's them they're contributing and that's a big part of it and that's something that like I, I never want to see fade away but I'd rather see 50 kids show up to a show who heard about it, who have no fucking idea how to mosh, no idea what's going on, and they're just there to have fun and be a part of it, than five dudes who claim they're like the scene celebrity come and stand with their arms crossed and maybe bob their head if you play a riff they like, or like one dude beating the shit out of like the whole room, you know? Like, I'd rather see people enjoying it than people trying to like one-up everybody. I think everyone in hardcore or punk or anything, we all got into this because we were rejecting these things. So like we were rejecting like if you had to be popular in school or be in a sport or whatever, or you could be in a sport, I don't give a fuck, whatever it was that you were rejecting and you found this home for yourself and you wanted to be a part of it, that's for you then, you know? And I'm not gonna gatekeep and I don't think anyone should and I think everyone should be welcoming instead of like, Back in, in my day, we used to beat the hell out of so-and-so if they didn't fucking spin kick right. They're like, okay, dude, that's cool. Sounds like that show sucked shit. Like, I do not want to go to that show. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's like a, that's, that's a great way to make that kid want to come back. 
Yeah, it's like that's like they're like, well, then we were, you know, we were we were making sure that the the people who were like pussies weren't coming back, and it's like not everyone's tough, man. But not everyone has to wake up and go do some fucking dirt and come home. Like some kids just like the music and they should enjoy it and they should be a part of it because that's how the scene grows. That's how the message spreads. That's how hardcore continues to live on. It doesn't live if you're constantly trying to big dick everybody in the room. Like you're just alienating yourself. And eventually when you leave, people will be like, fuck, remember that guy? That guy sucked. He was always being a dick. And then like, you know, like shit like that. I see it. I see it, and I hate it when people do it. Like, I absolutely can't stand it. Yeah, I'm definitely like, on the same like, page with you when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, why not? I'm sure you said you're, you've been going to shows for a while. I'm sure you've seen shit like that. Oh yeah, trust me. I've I've been around for a long time. Yeah, that's what I love. Like, well, at least here, everyone's pretty welcoming. At least that's how I feel about it. And uh, you have bands like Drain. Every single person in that band is like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. They contribute to the scene. They don't fake it. They make they make shit happen, you know. Uh, Hands of God's another well-known band from here. And you see that, like, those dudes have been around. They make shit happen and they contribute. And they're nice. They, you know, they're not starting shit at shows. They're contributing and booking shows, getting bands to come through here, helping out. Like, Gulch is the same way. Like, cool Prince merch for almost every band in the scene. And I've seen him front merch. I've seen him drive the merch to people's houses. He's done above and beyond, you know, and he's, if anyone could have egos of these bands that are doing this, this shit, like playing this hardcore and sound inferior and playing like sound inferior after shows and stuff like that, they could have them, but they don't. And that's what I love about it. That's why I'm very like honored to call them my friends. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for that because they never, I never saw them treat anyone else different than as if they were your friend right away. On the other hand, if you acted like a fucking idiot and try to fuck up what everyone has, I've seen people go completely different. But they didn't start out that way. You know what I mean? They were respectful until it was time not to be. Yeah. Okay. One last thing on the um, uh, on Lead Dream. You did the artwork for the EP. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering the, the the buildings behind the dog were, were those just any specific buildings or do you just um, get random buildings uh, they're just random buildings like I was like looking and looking I was like I like that building so I used that one it wasn't any I tried to find one in Santa Cruz to use or San Jose and I, I don't know I couldn't really find anything that fit and like the, the, art, the artwork's pretty simple it was more or less like you know, Dirt kind of told me what he wanted. And I was like, okay, does this work? And he was like, yes. And that's how the artwork came about. So I I end up doing a lot of artwork for bands that I'm in or just shows and flyers. And, like, it's not because I'm a good artist. It's because it's out of necessity. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, shit, we procrastinated to do this artwork. Someone makes something real quick, and that's usually where I come in because, I went to school for that shit and stuff, so I know how to use a little bit of Photoshop and a little, little bit of a this and that, the Adobe Suite. So, okay, all right. So I was wondering, uh, Viewpoint Records. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was an accident too. That was purely because Jostruck was gonna put out like a record, 
mm-hmm. and things didn't go the way we were planning on them to go. There was no hard feelings, but you know, one thing wasn't working out. We wanted one thing. They wanted another. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just put out a tape. I was like, I'll do it. And they're like, do you want know to put out tapes? And I was like, I'll figure it out. So that's how that happened. And then right away I was like, I'll put out my homies band. So any of my homies who hit me up, like, Hey, can you make tapes for us? I guess there's no problem. I'll put them out. Um, if you, if it's, uh, if it's something where they want me to make them for them and not have like the, the label on it, like I just have them pay the cost and I'll still do it to but do it for them. And then if they want me to, if they want me to like put it out on the label, then I hand them some, give it to them free of charge. And then I sell some to try and reimburse myself. But we all know that doesn't always work all the time. Sometimes you end up sitting on like 30 tapes for a long ass time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I'm like very progressive when it comes to like um, like technology. So I literally have like everything digital. So when I think about um, vinyl, CDs, tapes, that's just something that um, doesn't really like uh, interest me. So I understand that there's a scene of people out there who love collecting like you know like the vintage type stuff so i I think it's cool that people are still making those but uh i I definitely get where you're coming from yeah like to me tapes are like pokemon cards i actually listen to the tapes and make sure they sound really good because i have a old ass truck with a tape player okay i want it to work um i think that's how it started coming back i feel like like a bunch of kids or a bunch of like adults now, like all right, we're all getting cars with tape players, and they're like, well, maybe we should get a tape. And that's how like this new tape craze started doing it. But now, like, yeah, now it's like Pokemon cards to me or something. You're like, oh, you got that tape with the insert, and you're like, yeah. And it's like it's a little piece. Like maybe you don't want to buy a shirt from the band, but you want to support them, and you're like, oh, five bucks for a tape, that'll help them get somewhere. You know, any little thing helps when you're on the road. That's the the main thing like that's my main purpose is like i know i've we went on uh lead dream sold our tapes and it did well and scow and jaw struck like every band i've been like been in i was like i always ask them too i don't just insert it like do you guys want to put it out on viewpoint or like for the demo or something they're like yeah of course because then they don't have to pay shit for sure (laughs) and i just i just make sure we have some gas money when they're selling it for sure. Uh, are you going to try to expand to any other format or are you just going to stick to tapes for now? Uh, tapes are now. I mean, if, if something happened and Viewpoint became super successful or something, like this is for me, it's literally just like a homey thing. Like if people want me to put out tapes, I'll put out tapes, you know, like, and it, like obviously it'll be like people I know and I like their band. And every band I've put out, I like. So like, that's that's kind of what it is but if you sell like records like vinyl and stuff that's just such a like it's a uh it's almost like i don't know you have to have a chunk of change to make it happen you know it's it's always a hobby for people starting out but for vinyl like you really gotta just that first initial release is gonna cost like thousands you know okay not I have no idea how it works, so that's why I was just um, asking you. Oh, yeah. I mean, one, maybe one day, if I ever got the chance, for sure. But then I would have to send you one. You'd have to review it on the podcast. You'd, <laughs> you'd 
I know you don't have a record player, but you could look at it so you could talk about the aesthetics on it. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Whenever <laughs> you press the first vinyl, I'll um, hit you up and try to get a copy. Oh, hell yeah. That's a, that's a, that'd be, that'd be sick. If you, if you just did like a, if you just did the artwork review and like the, how the, how the like a labeling and packaging was, you're like, I'm not even going to listen to it. I'll tell you if it's good just by this. And if you just did that, it'd be your whole thing. I always see music reviews like online randomly. I try not to watch those very often because I don't want it to like, I don't want it to like jade my view before I listen to like a new release. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've only watched like one music review and I, I, I was just down some weird like YouTube like hole and I stumbled across, uh, there's this guy, he um, goes by the name Black Bear. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No, I, I haven't. Okay, he he came out with this record and it's like um it's like kind of like R and B like um hip hop kind of deal and this girl I I don't even know who she was it was just some random video that popped up it was like autoplay and she like reviewed his record like track by track and. I just thought it was like pretty interesting because she was like getting like super technical about like the way he would sing and just like all these different like vocal patterns he was using and I found it really interesting but at the same time I was like uh I was like I just want to enjoy the record yeah same I mean I've seen a couple of reviews where like people just tear shit apart and you're like dude that probably took someone so much time to make that record they're probably so proud of it you just shit all over it and that, that, that always makes me sad. Even if I don't like the record, like, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's kind of funny what you said, but at the same time, like, I've just, you know, I don't, I've been in that situation, you know, and like, you feel, you're very, everything you release musically is like, it's nerve wracking. Like, I hope people like it, you know, like, it's not even because you want to make money or do, you just want to play shows and have fun. And like, it, no one wants to hear like, hey, that thing you put a lot of time into, it sucks. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, that's me every week when I release a new episode of the podcast. I'm just like, because like, honestly, like 90% of the time, I don't remember what the conversation was because I do this like every week and we talk for so long. So I don't remember every single thing we talked about on the episode. So when I put it up, I'm like, uh, I was like, I hope it's a good one. Oh yeah. They'll probably, uh, if mine, if mine flops, like if, or if you post one and people listen to it and it flops or something, take, I'll take full responsibility on that one because I listened to the one with Sammy and Jared and those, like, they're great. And like, actually it's funny. I didn't listen to podcasts really for a long time because I had a coworker who was like, I don't really listen to music. I just listen to podcasts now. And, uh, that made me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> How do you not listen to music? Like, what do you mean? Like, like you would you only want to listen to people talk? That's that's wild. Yeah, I I could imagine not listening to music. Yeah, it just like music's really good. I mean, we were talking about stuff earlier where I was like, yeah, like depression and the stuff. Music got me out a lot of that. You know, music, skateboarding, surfing, stuff like that. Like, like music is such a important thing in my life, and I think a lot of for sure a lot of other people's not even I think like music is a huge thing and it's people like like 
releasing like part of themselves to you, you know, like that sounds kind of sexual, but you know, they're, they're kind of like, they're giving you a piece of themselves and like they're, they're putting like all this music out there. They're putting out an emotion. They're putting, they put all this time into it. And if you appreciate it, that's like a serious thing. That's why if there's bands that like cool guy kids that like their music, like they're fucking idiots because like, that means a kid liked what you did and you're like, Oh, you're beneath me. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like these kids came to see you or this person, this grown adult came to see you and you're mean to them about it. Like that's, that's kind of weird. That, that almost doesn't make sense. Like, then why are you playing shows? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've never understood that. Like, why do people think they're like better than other people, especially when like they're, music or whatever their craft is popular because people like it yeah i mean that's that's the most insane thing to me i mean if if someone sings along to like the words that i wrote or like i see them singing along to the lyrics that like chelsea or cat wrote um and i'm playing in the band like that is one of the best experiences you could have like a, a lot of people don't experience that there's only like so many people who are in bands so like you see that and it's something that's really cool and it's it makes you really happy you're like oh my god they're enjoying this like it and that's like part of playing shows when you see people moving and enjoying it like it it makes you enjoy it and that's that like that's that high you're chasing you know music is like a playing shows is for sure like a drug because you're trying to like all right let's see how people and when, when no one's moving and they're kind of standing at you like you feel like you're in like a school talent show and you're like oh or like not even like a talent show like I almost feel like it's a bad dream sometimes when you're like like that cliche one you would see in like sitcoms where they're like oh I, I showed up to school but I was naked and everyone was laughing at me and like you see that sometimes when you play and like it's hard for you not to be like do they hate it right now yeah I I, I when I was in bands, I would feed off the, the crowd's energy. So if there was just no movement or people just looked so bored, like it would kill me inside. Oh yeah, you gotta keep a you gotta keep a brave face and oh, it's it's like you pretty, what's that thing where it's like a brave face for the kids, you know? Like ah, oh, don't show them anything's wrong. So yeah, I feel like you're doing that for the crowd. You're like, all right, don't let them know that like you're shitting your pants right now because they look like they hate this. So, like, that's something you kind of got to keep in mind when you're playing, I guess. I played a, a big-ass show with, uh, we played with Bad Religion, this old band I was in. Okay. We opened for, like, this big-ass show, right? And we played, and I walked out there, and I was like, there's all these people, and they're going to fucking hate us because we were, we were a hardcore band playing with Bad Religion. This is, like, surfer punk, 50-year-old, 60-year-old dads who wanted to hear bad religion. They didn't want to hear at the time, like some like hardcore band, you know, like they didn't know what the fuck to do. They didn't, I, we sold a few shirts and people were like, are you really straight edge? I was like, yeah, I am. Like, is everyone else? I was like, no, I'm the only one. Like, you know, like I think there was another kid in the time it was, but like, they were like, that's pretty cool. And I was like, this is a 21 and up show and you spilling beer all over our merch table. It was really cool to play with them. And it was really cool to play that show. I just also knew that that it was fucking nerve wracking to be up there, so and not see a mosh pit. <laughs> like you're like, oh god. 
Yeah, the, the worst show I ever played, and it, it was in Arizona. Like m- my buddy Jeff Huma, who we mentioned earlier, he booked it, and this was the pop punk band I was in. And we were in a bar, and we had to open the show, which I had no problem with. Whatever, like let, let me open so I can just enjoy the rest of the show. I don't have to worry about playing. But yeah, yeah, we were setting up, and like I'm not even kidding you. There was seriously like nobody there except for like the normal like bar people. And I was like setting up my keyboard and they're like, all right, like we're going to go on in like 10 and I'm like, all right, sounds fine. But there was seriously nobody there. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I'm not going to play the show. So I like dipped out of the bar and like went down the street to, there was like a gas station subway, like combo place. And I was just like hanging out in the subway. I was like, you know what? I was like, if I sit here long enough, my band's going to have to play and I'll just skip the set. And <laughs> yeah, it was that bad because I was so embarrassed because like, dude, like we drove like three hours and um, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And like, I, I didn't like blame anybody. It was just like, just whatever. It was just like a bad turnout. So I was just like, man, this sucks. So I just went to the subway and like, I don't know how, but like my band members, like, like it wasn't that far down the road, but they ended up coming down there and they're like, dude, like, are you all right? Like we have to go on right now. And like, I didn't have the heart to tell them that I was like, bummed out about the turnout and I didn't want to play. So I just kind of like lied. I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh, I was like, I guess I lost track of time. I was like in a sandwich. So I, I went back with them and like, we played the show and seriously, there was nobody there. It was so bad. That's like a free practice except for the gas. It took you to get there. I've definitely played shows like that. I played a show that was pretty, I played a few shows that were pretty shot where I was like, all right, I guess we're playing now. Like there, there's a few times I played, like I played, and been like, okay, like people don't, it's, it's hard. Like you're like, if people, it's hard to judge how people think about it. Cause I think playing in like a punk or a hardcore band, you're judging it based off the movement of the crowd. But some people just don't like, like being in a pit. So like, they might really enjoy it. You just, you're judging it off the movement of the crowd. So like, you're like, Oh fuck, this sucked. You know what I mean? Like, so I've definitely seen stuff like that where like people bought a bunch of merch afterwards and you're like, I, I thought people hated it. Like, that was great. I just don't mosh. Or I, like, Oh, that was great. We just don't do that here. And you're like, okay, cool. Like makes sense. You know, different scenes, different strokes for different folks. Like that's always cool. It's just sometimes you got to get out of that mindset. And also it's kind of funny to talk about like shows that tanked too. You're like, yeah, I played this show and it was terrible. There's, I definitely have stories like that. Sounds like you got a couple too. So it makes, it humbles you a bit. Maybe huge bands like who are, if there's like egotistical bands out there, I don't know which ones they are, but the ones that are like, maybe they should be forced to play one shot show a year, like to like two people. So it reminds them to be humble. Yeah. Not to be an asshole to people who want to support them. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I love when bands are like, really well known or they're blowing up and they'll still be like yeah I'll play a house show like absolutely it's like that's how it should always be it shouldn't be like I'm not gonna play this unless we get our thousand dollar guarantee and you're like oh shit like all right like we can make that happen but like are you... it's it's always weird I, I think the hardest thing was like booking shows and I realized not everyone wanted to make friends when they were on the road so like you try to be nice to people and you come through and then like they're just kind of like standoffish the whole night and you're like do I do something to offend you and you realize they just, they just have enough friends they don't want to make any new ones so I've, I've seen that happen 
Yeah, and it's definitely a bummer because I'm I'm the type like I'm pretty like antisocial, but when I want to be social, I'm just like oh, okay, here we go. Like hopefully like everybody's cool and nice, and I don't run into anybody that sucks. Yeah, I think I would be antisocial, but for me, I'm so convinced people like fucking hate me all the time that I just talk to everyone nonstop to make sure they they don't hate me. You know, that's, that's kind of where I've got that's like, all right, like for talking, they must not hate me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, so that's been a, that's been a, a bit of a, bit of a struggle for me. Well, I'm glad that people are actually responsive and talk to you. So, you know, that people don't hate you. It goes both ways a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's all good though. Like, that's what I mean. Like it's it's cool. Like just in hardcore in general, there's a lot of people. You make a lot of friends. Sometimes you don't make friends, but it's something going. You know, you, the worst thing for that I think people forget, especially if they're like touring in bands, is like you're gonna see these people again. You know what I mean? Like everyone's gonna be at one fest one year, and you're gonna be like, oh fuck, I remember that dude. That guy sucks. Or like like oh, I remember when they came and played here. They were super mean, like stuff like that. So people kind of forget that. Like some people don't care. Some people are too cool. Some people are so badass. They have to tell you like every five seconds. Like it's, uh, it's just different personalities. You kind of learn to love them all or just accept them. Even if you don't like them, like, you know, they'll be there. You tolerate each other. And at times, like you could kind of see like a little bit of like a, I don't know this weird so like I don't I, it's, it's weird to me like I don't understand like popularity in like hardcore or anything like I just think every, I treat everyone the same you know what I mean because everyone's just a person to me and uh, I, I treat everyone with respect as long as they're being like kind you know or like respectful back and even if they're a dick like I'm not going to be like outwardly like try to start shit or something so I definitely agree. I never want to be popular. I, I just want to just stay true to myself and meet cool people. That's yeah. That's how it should be. I mean, that's, you're doing what you're doing. You're interviewing people and taking the time out of your day. Like for me, I'm sure it wasn't easy to like schedule this. You you waited for me to get off work to do this, and like it's something you do, and it's it's cool. Like that you sit and have a conversation. You care enough to talk to people about it, and like kind of get their opinion on things or like ask about things. And so like, I, I think that's like a, something that people take for granted. It's just like booking shows or just even playing in bands. People take that for granted at times. Like it's one of those things where like every opportunity, this experience, you know, you should be appreciative of it because like it's time that we're, we're choosing to spend with some, one another, whether it's in a podcast, a show. Um, I don't know. Like, being in a band, going to see a band, stuff like that. It's like things, those seconds you chose to spend with one, one person, you're never getting that time back. We all wish we could. We all want to pretend that we're not getting older, but we all know we are. And like, we all know like the, we all, we all go to the same place pretty much. You know what I mean? So it's like no one's better than anyone and no one should treat one as such. I definitely agree. And I, you know, want to thank you because 
I do, you know, put in work to make this happen, but it doesn't happen if people like you don't agree to come on. So I'm always like super appreciative of everybody who's willing to take the time out of their day as well to come and sit here and, or not come and sit here um, to just sit and talk with me because I, I know, um, you know, we're in like the day and age of social media, like news, everything just moves so fast. So um, the fact that people are so willing just to take a step back and just sit and just talk with me for a couple hours is just awesome and still like a little mind blowing to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I enjoy it. I've, I've never done this before. I think the first full po- podcast I ever listened to was the one you did with Sammy and it kept my attention. Like I, I for sure have like this weird attention span where I'm like multitasking at all times, but not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to look at one thing for like an extended period of time or listen to like, but I, I like movies. So I don't know. I'll sit there and watch a movie it's weird. That's just cause things are going on. It's changing, but podcasts are cool. You know, like definitely like listening to it and like, it's something interesting conversations, like fun to listen to. So that's, that's something that's always good. People are talking about things that like matter to you. I'm sure you've probably done a couple of podcasts where you're like, God, this is going nowhere. Like, <laughs> It's not all, everything could be like gold right away or like, but hopefully not. You know, I haven't listened to all your podcasts, so I, I couldn't couldn't give you a review of each one. But it sounds like you got a good system worked out. It's been it's been easy to do. You know. Yeah, I've definitely like overcame like a lot of stuff because I just kind of started this all on my own and I'm like around like 70 ish episodes. So I still work like, you know, most of the kinks out, but I'm still just, um, figuring everything out. It's just like a learning process, but it's fun to me. I, I, I love these long form conversations because it's cool for me to get a chance to talk to the person and get to know them on like a whole new level. But then it's also cool that I'm able to put it out and give every, like everyone else that chance to, you know, kind of listen in and, learn new things that they probably wouldn't have if they didn't check out the podcast. Yeah, exactly. You get to know people too, like, and have like, have a dialogue with them. And then people, you know, you're saying something like we were talking to meet your heroes or maybe someone, I wouldn't say I'm anyone's fucking hero, but like someone that's doing something, you know, and you're like, Hey, I met that dude. I wonder what he has to say on this. You kind of listen in and hear their insights and you hear opinions on things. We're like, I haven't thought about it that way. So it's uh it's cool, man. Like I've definitely learned a lot and like by doing that, by just listening, which sometimes could be hard for me because I talk a fuck of a lot, but mm-hmm. well, I feel like you're a pretty important person up in uh, the Northern part of California too hardcore. So the fact that you're willing to book shows, playing these bands, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to be interested in tuning in and hearing what you have to say. Uh, maybe I'm sure they'll probably just be like, yeah, I've heard him say that before. Like, it's it's cool. Like, Northern California in general. Like, I have a lot of pride where I live, and like, just because it's beautiful, I have friends here. It's, it feels like a family, you know. And so, like, when when just recently, my girlfriend and I we were looking for a place. We were super stressed. Like, everyone was reaching out trying to help us, and like, it came it came together in that way, and it was it was really like important. It made me really happy. Like. It almost brought tears to my eyes. I was so happy just to see people actually give a fuck. And, like, your girl, like, for me, I grew up in situations that I talk about, like, 
that's the only way too is like you grow up in a broken home you grow up in these around addiction you grow up a, like struggling with addiction sometimes you know you grow up with all this stuff that affects you and like you kind of stomach it and then you it resonates with you and you become like you let yourself become this product of it, your environment when it doesn't need to be so people when you see things that are like a lot of us live away from our families or a lot of us don't have families to like help them out right away or something when everyone comes together and becomes like a family and like make sure you're doing well like with your well-being it's important that goes further than just the music it's part of the community to build this community and like everyone has their their active role in it and if i wasn't doing it someone else would be doing it and i'm sure they do it great like i don't I don't think I'm doing it any better or worse than someone else. There's people who have been doing it for like a long time before me here, before me, uh, Nick Bain booked a lot, Justin Santa but now he does a lot more. He does hard time shows. And that guy's always rode for Santa Cruz and put bands on that are local and put us on like bigger tour packages that are like local bands. And then before he was doing stuff, there was Spencer from At Risk. Did you ever listen to At Risk? No, I'm not, I'm not familiar. So they're they're like a bigger band from around here, like for that time, and uh, they would play with bands like All Bets Off. I don't know if you listen to them, and uh, like the bands in that time, uh, Uzi Suicide was another one, and a few others. All these like kind of like hometown hero bands. And Spencer booked a lot of bands. He booked really good shows too, and he did it before that. So like it almost seems like everyone kind of fills the shoes when someone moves on to do more, whether that person has families or that person becomes like a bigger promoter and it becomes something they do not just in one area and they're not just DIY anymore. All of a sudden they have like a budget and they could do these like big tour packages and they're working with these big, bigger companies. And that's something really cool to see. And the fact that we've been lucky enough to have these people who, who came from a similar area as us, but also didn't forget where they were from and still like ride for us and help us out. Like the younger generation, it means a lot. It's something that's very important. I think people forget because it's, it's a respect, you know, it's, you always have to pay respect to the people that came before you. I mean, as long as they're nice, I'm not, if someone comes up to me and they're like, I was, I used to run this scene and blah, blah, you're doing this wrong. I'd be like, you need to fuck off. Cause I don't care who you are if you're going to talk down to me, but if everyone's kind to each other and like shows respect to one another, that's something that kind of mentors you and helps you out. You know, like a lot of those people, at least with the people around here who have been in bands, um, a lot of them taught me how to play music. A lot of them helped me learn how to like write a song. And so they did that in a quick and short amount of time and made it, maybe they did it, to get me off their back because I was like, let's start another band together. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give you the tools to start the band because I, I could be relentless with that shit. Like, if I, if you're my friend, like, there's, there's no, there's definitely not a lot of uh, boundaries, I guess, with a lot of us, at least. Like, if we've lived with each other, like, hung out with each other a lot, I've for sure seen a lot of my friends naked unwillingly sometimes because i was like it just surprised me you're like oh my god dude like yeah just everyone's sleeping naked i guess 
but shit like that. I, I think it's awesome that they're willing to give you those tools because the fact that you're you know playing in two other bands and singing one is awesome. Oh, it's fun, and like that's the thing. Like, like I said, they're all different. Like, they're all different influences. Like, I love playing in each of them individually for different reasons. Like, obviously, it's uh, it's um, it's really cool to to sing in a band and talk about things that affect me and like and to like it's almost therapeutic, you know. And then it's cool to play guitar in a band and like for that, that's like a newer thing for me. So that one's like nerve-wracking and it's a lot of fun it's challenging i like to challenge myself and then i'm able to like use influence that i couldn't use like in lead dream it wouldn't sound right if like all of a sudden there's like just straight like a punk song like what the fuck this is doesn't make sense this is it's messing up my listening experience you know like i do like bands that like push the boundaries a lot i see a lot of bands that do that i like uh you ever listen to show me the body i like that band a lot yeah i saw them one time i can't remember i saw them but i i, I know who they are they're doing their own thing like bands that do their own thing that shit's cool like um they do their own thing and people hate on it they hate on it you know what i mean so wait wait how long ago did you see them it was uh it was at the region it was them uh twitching tongues code orange Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that same tour. Okay. Um, up here though, and yeah, that was one. Like, I played with them with Josh Struck in it. That was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to because, like, it was it was people that I didn't see a lot at shows, and it might not be like people directly related to the hardcore scene, but they came out to watch, um, punk and hardcore bands play and do stuff like that. And I mean, like that kind of style that show having a mixed bill is it's refreshing. That was the point. Cause I helped, uh, do some stuff with unity fest and book some of the bands on it. And that was my goal when like picking bands out for that. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, the unity fest, this isn't the first time it's happened. Was it? This is the second, the, we had one the year before okay. and that one was a lot smaller. It was like six, seven bands played and, but the, the place it was at was really cool and it was like it's kind of like i didn't know what to expect i just helped get some bands on and i showed up to the venue and i was like whoa this is it was like an outdoor warehouse venue and uh they had like they had like sandwiches like sandwich vendors there and stuff and my one friend because they all mess they're all older they always tease me they're like oh like you don't eat meat or something and i'm like yeah they're like i told my friend to make vegan uh cold cuts for you guys so like everyone who was there who was vegan was getting these cold cuts and they like specifically made sure that that option was available and it was cool because like a lot of these when you go into like oi shows or something or play with those bands like they're they're usually in one like they're usually in their scene you know Mm. you don't see a lot of like and like they mosh their way but they understand like there's a I was talking to a few of my friends. They're like, yeah, I don't go in those mosh. Like, they, they'll they call them like karate or something. They're like, I don't go in those mosh pits because, like, I know if someone swung back and hit me, I would get all, like, butthurt and, like, not want to fucking do it. Like, I would want to, like, get into it with that person. But they're like, so I don't go in it. I watch it. And, like, from a distance where, like, I don't have to deal with it. And I enjoy it. It's cool to watch, you know? So, like, 
I, it's cool to see, you know, and like if you're at a show and people are circle pitting and that's the part of the, the song, you know, everyone's circle pitting, then circle pit. It's weird if so. I feel like kids forget that circle pitting's a part of it. Like I'll go to these shows and like a sick ass part comes out of it. It makes you want to run in a circle and everyone just kind of looks like not sure what to do. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I've seen it lately. And I was like, what the fuck? Did people forget how to circle pit? Yeah, I feel like these days, circle pitting is not really that cool of a thing. But like when I was first getting into the scene, I felt like everybody would do it. Circle pitting is the the sickest thing to see when it's just this massive like tornado in the audience. Like that looks so cool. Like in a video, in a picture like from the stage or when you're a part of it like that's just one of the most fun things i think it's almost like i don't know if you're to look at it like my like then you're like moshing you know you're doing your dance moves or whatever you're doing and um <laughs> it's like that's the solo section of the night and then the team sport is like circle pitting you know like everyone kind of gets the we all got the memo and we know we're going in a circle you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that kind of shit that, I always like that. That's like that, that united movement within the crowd. But I feel like people forget, forget about it. Um, I still do it, no matter how, how skinny or chubby I get. I will always run in that circle for a little while for the fans if they have a circle pit part. Hell yeah! Well, unfortunately, I have to wrap things up. No worries. No worries. I just. Once again, I, I want to say thank you again for coming on. I, I know it's been a long time coming, but I'm happy that we're finally able to, to make this work because I definitely had a good time talking to you. Yeah, same. And like, thanks for talking to me, asking questions. And I'm glad that I got to learn a little about you. I hope to see you when I go down there, wherever shows you'll be. Sounds like you go to a lot. So hopefully I'll run into you soon. We'll kick it. Hang out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, I mean, I guess for plug, every band that I'm in plans on releasing and like, we're going to release an EP by the end of the year. So it'll be Scott Ledream and Josh Truck will have new EPs out. And, um, Josh Truck's going to do a Southwest run. So if you're in the Southwest, I've never been out there past Arizona. So come out, that'll be fun. And Unity Fest is a big one. That was like me and a lot of my friends booking that one so if you're in the la area in the 21st to 22nd come out and then for shout outs like from literally chico to like bakersfield and i mean all of california is killing it but like there's always these slept on scenes in chico i see a lot in like bakersfield's popping up uh tommy from the choice his band's great uh they they have a lot of great music up there that i feel gets overlooked um, I have to shout out like Drain and Gulch and Spinebreaker and Hands of God and all those bands. The Infirmary especially like Infirmary is like those little brothers and I love them to death and they're little shitheads so I love them even more. And then just like all those people and everyone just being a part of it. It definitely brings me a lot of joy to be a part of the scene and like be and then like. I can't forget where my first shows were when I shout out like Sacramento and like everyone in natural selection and vitality and 
plead the fifth and pressure point and all those all those bands like without some of those dudes coming up to me in high school and just being like come to a show with us i would have never saw and got into like current modern day hardcore because i had no fucking idea what was going on i was stuck in the 80s so i appreciate that to this day and just like if i forgot anyone they know i love them so all right there you guys have it this has been another episode of the jamie rk podcast always on top